Doop, doop, doop. It is. It's a nice sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you disapprove of mm-hmm. my... That one sounds a nice sound. Of my jacket sound. It was better than that crummy mic you got that one time. All right. Here we go. Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon... I'm Father Bob. Dave. What's up? How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We were noticing earlier my, my jacket. It's so loud. It's so awesome. It's so loud. All right. So if you can... This is why it's worth watching this show on video. I'll take it off in a second. But I, it's got the big sombrero, 1976 Tampa, Florida. So... The the big news in football and maybe human history probably um, was that the Buccaneers wear their creamsicle outfits once again. This mm-hmm. is something they were not able to do. You're probably asking why. Uh, why? Well, the NFL has had a rule that you have to match the helmet. So when they changed their colors of the helmet, you couldn't, and they could only get one helmet each season. Now they have more helmets, and they can put the Buccaneers logo, the old Brucey. The pirate, mm. the flamboyant pirate on the side of their helmet, yeah. and they could wear creamsicle once more. So it was a really big yeah. deal. Uh, they looked just like they were in the 70s, and they played like it, too. Yeah. But um, How'd they do? They lost. Two? Tw- 20 to 6. To the Lions, who, can we say the official statement of this podcast is we're kind of rooting for the Lions? Yes, the, official, the official position of this podcast is we would like to see the Lions do well because they have not done well since Jesus was a little boy. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. So uh, I'm very excited about it. So it was a horrible loss. And actually, it was also <laughs> reminiscent because... Where was it? In, it was in, obviously... It was in, obviously in, in Tampa. Tampa and, um, you know, the, the Buccaneers, when they came into the league, somebody had the bright idea to put them in the same division as the Bears, the Lions, <laughs> and the good. Vikings. So let's just put Florida... Got, yeah, that makes sense. You know, up in, up in there. So for a long time, we were... I think it was the NFC Central at the time. And um, so we always played the Lions sure. and lost to them, as well as losing to the Bears, everybody. as well as losing to the Packers. But at least this season, everybody else is losing to the Lions, too, yeah, as well. Yeah. But I, you know, I was, when I first started going to Tampa Bay games, and listeners of the show know that you know, my love of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers goes back to starting to see football games with my dad when I was a teenager. We moved to Tampa. And I was surprised at actually how emotional I yeah, got yeah, because yeah, my funny. first experiences with my dad watching football were, were those, those colors? Were those yeah, cream yeah, sickle? Yeah. I I still think they're just ugly as anything. Yeah, they those are ugly they are. uniforms. I will, I will from that, I, that's I was something thrilled. you and I agree on. Yeah, another Very another. Few <laughs> that's right. Another position of this podcast, and um, yeah, just seeing seeing them dressed like that, it really brought back uh, wonderful memories, uh, some real gifts. So uh, so it was horrible that they lost, but you know what? Horrible. Still, still dignity. Horrible. Well, how the how are the uh, speaking of horrible? Let's talk about the Broncos. Okay, let's. They are going after the number one draft. No, they lose. They lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's never too shameful, but I think it was close, wasn't it? It was. It was. But they're just horrible. They really are. They're just horrible. The, yeah. the really, the most important game probably in human history. Wait, are we going to college or are we going to? We're going to college. Okay, hold on. Before we do okay, that, okay. just one last NFL statement. There are okay. no longer any undefeated yeah, teams right. in the NFL. It's kind of been fun. It's been a fun season. Yeah, exactly. The um, The Eagles lost to a surprise loss. In a horrible, yeah. In yeah, a horrible yeah, manner to the though. Jets. Yeah. yeah, and that was a shock. And then the, um, the Niners Browns, lost. The Browns beat them, yeah. Yeah, I was happy the Browns beat them because not only do I have a heart for Cleveland, I'm going there tonight. We'll yes. probably talk about that later. 
Um, but Deshaun Watson, who I'm not, I'm just not a fan of how Baker Mayfield got treated and replaced with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And he was injured, so he didn't play. So they had a third string quarterback, and like he played, this guy played in the XFL. Like, just came in. He didn't do great, but you know what? The, the, the Cleveland defense is stunning. Uh, I believe the word was a win. It's called a win. Yep, yep. It's called a win. So uh, all those things are exciting to watch with football. And, it was. Um, uh, it was actually a really fun football weekend. It professionally. Was, it was a prof- it was But let's talk about fun. it college-wise. And I'm going to take a, a moment. There's a fly. Uh, fly there is. I'm going to take a moment to now take off my very loud jacket. It's are you wa- done? It's waterproof. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's because right. it's a plastic bag. <laughs> With a cool um, logo on it. Okay, so Notre Dame beats USC. <gasps> Whooped them. Wow. Whooped them, wow. which was great. Notre Dame was, uh, USC was undefeated, uh, number 10 in the country, and Notre Dame just dominated them. Mm. Uh, you know, it was great. They uh, 48 to 20. There are a few teams that I enjoy uh, Notre Dame beating more than USC, and it was just fabulous. Yeah. It was a long, it was a really long weekend. It brought hope back to your life. I think last time you were saying that you might never watch television again. I think I did. I think I actually texted everyone I know that said, I hate sports. I'm never going to watch again. (laughs) And, and I've come around. All right. I've come around. Things have opened up. So that was really fun. Uh, We are back in the uh, playoffs. So we have the Rangers against the Astros. Yes. This is baseball, by the way, everybody. Two Texas teams. Rangers against the Astros, which is an interesting uh, Rangers. Rangers won last night. So they're up by one. And then the Philadelphia. Can I say something about what I think is true about the Rangers? They have not lost in the postseason. Is that true? Okay. So they have two sweeps. And actually that's true with uh, the Diamondbacks play the Phillies. Diamondbacks obviously in Phoenix. Uh, so I'd, I'd be happy if the Diamondbacks won that. But I, I think, think we've said that before. Win. I think yeah. the Phillies our, our lament and love to all the Braves fans. Yep, yep, yep. And um, did you kill it? There's like a little... No, there's a little bug. But I want to say this. For those of you who don't watch, it's it's a crying shame. But It is. But uh, Bob had a meeting in Notre Dame, and he brought me back just a cool... He said, hat. bring me back something that said Notre Dame, and I thought of... This is fantastic. I thought of your head. It's a great little hat. And look on the inside of it. I look, know. It's, it's totally warm. It's like... Textured, I thought. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't notice that I having am, hair. I am so happy. I can't tell you how happy I am right now. Oh, that's great. So, okay, I have a question for you. Have you seen the movie Old? It's just called Old. Old, yeah. What's it about? I don't think so. It's it's. What's the name of the guy that did Sixth Sense? Oh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it's his movie. And oh, I watched, is that where they're like on the beach? Yes, and okay, yeah, how yeah. was it? It was weird, dude. I watched he's, it on weird. A, he's not done anything. After, other than Sixth Sense and Signs. Signs I thought was good, too. Signs he directed. Now, he actually didn't direct Sixth Sense. I think okay. he just wrote it. But yeah. he's, he's it was, got a lot of hype, but I can't really tell you how yeah. he's ever delivered on it. Yeah, it was interesting. an interesting premise that they... I mean, nobody's watched it, so it didn't get much of a run. But I watched it on a flight. Um, it was like they aged really right, quickly they aged or something. Like this one gal, she gets pregnant, and the whole thing takes like an hour and she gets pregnant and she delivers and all that. But it's this magical thing that happens. But what they're doing is they are, and you don't find this until the end. So if you're going to watch it and you say, oh, gee, you just ruined it for me. Right. um, I I apologize. Yeah. Okay. But a movie's been out for a while. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's been out for a long time. Yeah, spoiler alert. Well, what's happening is there's drug companies that are doing testing and it allows them to test drugs because they age really quickly. So they find out if the drug is in fact effective. Drug drug companies, they're the worst. Yeah, well, that's kind of the bottom line of so many stories right now. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so it was, no, it was was really kind of strange. But I watched a documentary on Yogi... 
Okay. Were you ahead. on a plane? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, there's no reason you'd actually sit down and. No, right. no, no. So, but I was on a flight and I watched a documentary on Yogi Berra that was fantastic. Hey, hey, hey boo boo. Hey, see, that's that's the problem. Is What's that the they problem? say? Well, they say Yogi Berra doesn't get enough respect as a baseball player, and it's everybody's like he's just like this Yogi Berra, <laughs> just exactly what you. <laughs> was did. that named after him, by the way? Uh, who who came first, Yogi Bear or Yogi Berra? I don't know. When when was Yogi Bear around? You just saw the documentary. No, Yogi Bear. When we see you around, no, when I, did you start? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll figure next. Our next episode, we'll talk more about the history of Yogi Bear. Mm. No, about Yogi Bear. Uh, here's a question I have: the new Captain Marvel movie is it going to be good? No. All right, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. Um, wait a second. I've just found this out. See, like we could actually use the internet as we're doing stuff. You probably also heard a little buzz. Um, Yogi Bear was indeed named after Yogi Berra. Okay. Yogi Bear first hit TV screens in 1958, and soon after, Berra tried to sue Hanna-Barbera for defamation of character. There you go. Wow. That's harsh. There you go. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you be uh, honored to have a cartoon character named after you? What would you, Here's the question. What cartoon character would be me? Yeah, what and animal what and what would the name be? So you're not Dave... Pavanka, mm-hmm. you're Dave the Python. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just spit, I'm just spitballing. I'm I, just spitballing. I see that. Well, what animal do you think you would be if you were a cartoon character? Mm, some kind of like cougar or lion or tiger. Really? Is that what you think of yourself? No, that's not. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, like Piv Daddy is a nickname that I have, but that doesn't really get us any closer to an to an. No, animal. it just sounds like a really bad white rapper. Yeah, yeah. I can rap. I'm sure you can. Presence. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. So let's let's y- people can write in and what is going to be our cartoon character? Oh, who, I know mine. Oh, I'd be an otter. An otter? Absolutely. It's my spirit animal. Not that we believe in such nonsense. Do I have a spirit animal? Um, nobody has a spirit animal because we don't believe in such nonsense. But, if, but of course did, you do. But you, you, have a, believe, you have a Patronus. <laughs> it's your Patronus. Okay. So we'll figure this out. I All don't right. know what that is. I'd yeah. love to hear. Uh, okay. By the way, speaking of that, one of our emailers um, uh, did mention of our last episode how wonderful my image of the Kintsugi artwork was. And Dave, you should look into that. It's actually beautiful. I'm sure it is. I her, don't her, name, her name was Margie. Was my mom? <laughs> yes. What did she say? That's what she just said. I told you what she said. You weren't even, now you're, oh, now you'll pay attention. I don't even remember <laughs> us talking about this. Dude, I was trying to talk about that Japanese like teacup thing. The reason you don't remember it is because you kept trying to cut me <laughs> off the whole time. It, it yes, the you time. did. Anyway. I'm sorry, mom. You'd be one of those mock, you'd be a mockingbird. That's it. That's it. What's the, the, that's right. From um, Hunger Games. Uh, it's a mockingbird. Yeah, but what's that little A mocking whistle? jay That's a is what whistling. they called it. It Why was like a hybrid go? thing. That whistle when they gave... <laughs> that is so not it. <laughs> no, that's the thing with Harry Potter. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> My goodness. That's not it either. Can hey, we hey, just keep, hey, boo-boo. Hey, let's go rogue with the picnic basket. <laughs> so anyway, folks, we that's this is just pure gold going on right here. Amen. And I'm going to see a basketball game tonight. I know you are. Preseason. That's kind of weird. That, but they're playing well, they're playing Israel, so there's a thing to it's a really interesting thing. Yeah, yeah actually wonder, why don't we let's do yeah, our yeah. let's do our promo, everything in, ties in together. 
You are invited to join us October 24th through 26th for a conference on Christian and Jewish relations. We'll discuss our relationship with our Jewish brothers and sisters, the history of anti-Semitism, and the important papal document Nostra Aete. Forgive me if I got that wrong. We'll also talk about the shared experiences of Catholic and Orthodox Jewish communities amid the challenge of our secular age. We're honored to co-host this conference with the Philios Project and welcome prominent speakers, rabbis, and priests to our campus. Register at franciscan.edu slash catholic-jewish-conference. That's franciscan.edu slash catholic-jewish-conference. And of course, we continue to pray for the people of Israel and the Holy Land. That was... um, We've had this conference on the books for a while now, no, so it's really kind this of crazy, is yeah. um, a real, I think, beautiful movement of the spirit that uh, we're able to offer this particular conference. I have a little bit more on it. Um, at the end of it, they're going to release a statement because uh, on October 27th is the anniversary of that horrific shooting that occurred at one of the synagogues the tree of in, life, in yeah, Tree of Life in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and so. But all of that was planned to occur. No, it's really crazy. Right. This has been on our desk, I'm, I mean, honestly, Bob, maybe a year now. Mm-hmm. And the timing is just, it's just kind of crazy that's going on. In fact, we're just trying to figure out how we can help. I, a lot of actually students on college campuses across the country, there's been a lot of um, protests and rioting against against your students. So it's just... We uh, had some, we had some students, right? Yeah, so that were, so obviously that were stuck you know, there a little we, bit? we didn't we didn't record last week, so we didn't right. talk about it. So I think we did. I think we just didn't did, we record did, last week? I'm pretty sure we did. Did we record? Anyway, let's just okay. keep going. We're recording so, now. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, the students were still in in um, Israel at the time. So a week ago, Saturday, Hamas obviously um, a major attack into Israel, and our students had arrived. The attack happened on Saturday, and our students had arrived the day before. These are so, students from our Gaming campus, right? So, uh, was it, it just like a was it, it was a, their ten day break? Right? Yeah, great. it was their ten day break. So we had thirty seven students and a religious sister that were there. Uh, they were in Nazareth when the the uh, attack took place, which mm-hmm. is, you know, there were ways away from it, but sure. but not that far. So we decided that it's best, at least at the moment, not really sure what was going to happen. Uh, that they move up to Galilee, so they spent about a, two days in Galilee, and then we just we felt we needed to, to be able up. to get the students out. Um, I will give a, an absolute shout out, and we'll honestly forever be grateful for Two Hundred Six Tours, who helped us. Uh, it's a tour agency that we worked for several of our pilgr- pilgrimages. They helped us get the students out. Uh, they spent the night at a hotel uh, in Galilee, and then they had to cross the border into Jordan. Okay, and then uh, so they helped us arrange this. And then they spent the night, one night in Amman, Jordan, and then were able to fly back to Vienna. So, wow. uh, it was because I mean, the airports were. I mean, obviously, like yeah, Tel yeah, Aviv yeah, was yeah, shut down. Yeah, completely. there were there, yeah, there, there were no, no flights. To... There were no flights from America. So a lot of them at that time, there were still some flights out. But that was the place actually going towards Tel Aviv is going closer to where the bombing. I mean, Tel Aviv right. was actually bombed. Jerusalem was bombed. That area, Gaza, is much closer to Tel Aviv than it is to Nazareth. Yeah. So we're able to get them out, and it was it was a lot of prayer and just cooperation, so they were able to get them to Amman. It was kind of funny, because everybody was obviously going to Jordan to try to get out of Israel. Yeah. So the only hotel that was available was a very nice hotel. So <laughs> it was really kind of oh, fun. It was really shucks. kind of fun, right, that the students at least had to... Uh, be able to have an evening together at a really nice hotel. Right. But, you know, even with that, our students are, they were remarkable that, that 
they they were faithful in the midst of it. They were praying that they said, okay, this is for one reason or another, we don't understand, but the only place they got to go was Nazareth and Galilee. And they got to visit some of the holy sites around Gal- Sea of Galilee, sure. which you're obviously familiar with. And they were, they were unbelievably gracious and, and grateful for that. So we were very, very grateful to be able to get them out. But we need to continue to pray. I mean, it's such... It's just a mess what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously, you've been to the Holy Land. and I've been to the Holy Land a couple times. And it, the, my first two times were with a tour group. The real eye-opening, well, first of all, it, every time is an eye-opening yeah. experience. But it was a different experience uh, when I went to visit a friend of mine, Andre Villeneuve, who plays mm-hmm. flute and sax for the summer conferences. He was getting his PhD at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. And so that was when I was working on my book about St. Peter, Between the Savior and the Sea. And uh, I just went over for 10 days without a group. I visited Andre for a few days. He showed me around. I rented a car. I drove up to Galilee. And uh, it was a beautiful experience in that sense, not only seeing those holy sites that I was familiar with, but just talking to people, you know, talking to Arabs, talking to Jews, um, you know, getting a sense of life over there. And for me, it, it, it opened my brain to, oh, this is what it's like to not live in a Western country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes we always project our Western understandings of government and law and other things on different regions of the world, and they see and experience the world it's, in a very, very different way. I mean, even, you know, I, you know, I was telling Father Dave before we had this conversation, I I thought, you know, I just can let me look up a brief history of the Gaza Strip. There's no such thing as a brief no, history of the Gaza Strip region, or yeah. or Israel or the West Bank or, you know, I mean everything about it is is challenging to understand especially from an outsider perspective, but the one thing that we can agree on is peace. <laughs> we can always agree that war is a failure for humanity, that it's always the innocents who really mm-hmm, suffer mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the context of war and we just need to pray, 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 especially in a place that's so sacred uh, to all of our lives. Yeah, really. no, that's the thing. It's it's just been, yeah, it's been so difficult um, because, like, yeah, just like you said, it's it's everybody is innocent in this. I mean, Hamas. Obviously, the goal obje- objective of Hamas is to the destruction of Israel, right? Yeah. But the Hamas is not. Everybody that, that yeah, lives, yeah, you can't, you in, can't in, say in Palestine, Palestinians right. are Hamas, Hamas right? right. Absolutely, in, in the same ways that, yeah. So you just can't say that. So it's it's just a tragedy. Some of the images. I mean, Gaza is is being just decimated, and and unfortunately, that the reality is is that there are individuals in Hamas that are hiding, and they have got hostages. Some of them are American, and they're yep. having to go in and try to rescue them. It's interesting. the um, The patriarch of Jerusalem, and I should know his name. Uh, he was just made a cardinal. Yeah. He actually just said, he said, um, take me instead. He yeah. said, let the, did you see that? He said, let I the did. children go and, and you can have me and take me. It was just, I mean, there's something just so be- beautiful, beautiful about, about that, that, right? Yeah. But like, like you said, Bob, it's, it's the people in the Gaza Strip that are, that are just trying to live their life. They're trying to be faithful. And, but, but I would say the same thing in Israel, you know, that they were just going through their daily life and, this horrific attack. I think eighteen hundred yeah. Israelis oh, were killed. I mean, a music festival that the Hamas came in and just began massacring people that were there just listening to music yeah. and, and children and, and babies and and it was just the whole thing is just so awful. But and, uh, and it's sad to me that in some ways you're right. You're mentioning protests and politics, and you know, well now people are interested in, yeah. in some of these things and as they're learning about it, but. 
like like can we just like focus on you know the immediate yeah. the immediate need for peace like yes there needs to be dialogue political dialogue all these things there's history there but nothing justifies murdering innocents nothing yeah, justifies yeah. capturing people torturing people like just no and it's the, and it's, the atrocities a danger, are just a danger is is like you said and you talked about it when you first started about the Gaza strip the Gaza strip's not very big it's about twice as big as district of columbia about the size of philadelphia so it's okay. not a large area um, I, I think when this have is you all, ever been there? Um, no, no, okay. no, 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 um, no. I, I mean, I, maybe I could get in there, but no, I've yeah. never been to the Gaza Strip. I've obviously been to the West Bank, but I've not been to the Gaza Strip. Um, but it's it's going to be decimated when it's over. Um, yeah. the, a danger, though, is is to make like these kind of easy solutions. This is a really complicated, and it's a story has, has a long history and. It's again. It's it's the innocent people that are suffering on both sides, and it's just it's just a mess. Yeah. So I love what the actually the again the patriarch, uh, the cardinal archbishop has asked that tomorrow people are going to have already heard this, but tomorrow they're Yesterday. asking for yeah. right a, a day of prayer and fasting. So we're going to at the university invite everybody to stop by the Port Sancola. I just spent a minute or two just praying for that. So, those of you who are listening, um, you know that's we we can't do much more than that. Just being able to pray. Yeah. So that's what we invite people to do. Yeah, Amen. And I wanted to read a little bit. You know, the the conference that we're talking about, that document that uh, was mentioned, Nostra Aetate, Aetate, uh was actually from the Second Vatican Council, and it was a um, declaration of non-Christian religions where it specifically addressed uh, Jewish people, and it I. Just want to share this. I just think it's really, I think it's really quite beautiful of it. Um, it says the the Church of Christ acknowledges that, according to God's savings designs, the beginnings of her faith and election were found already among the patriarchs Moses and the prophets. She professes that all who believe in Christ, Abraham's son, according to faith, are included in that same patriarch's call. And likewise, the salvation of the church is mysteriously foreshadowed by the chosen people's exodus from that land of bondage. And it goes mm-hmm. through that a little bit. You know, something the catechism says um, is that even though we don't call figures in the Old Testament saints, we can still ask for their prayers. Yeah, we can yeah. ask Moses to intercede for us. We can ask David to intercede for us. And, and I think that's a very beautiful, uh, a beautiful thing to do. And it just says that um, the church keeps in mind the words of the Apostle Paul about what he said about the Jewish people. Theirs is the sonship and the glory and the covenants and the law and the worship and the promises. Theirs are the fathers. And from there is Christ according to the flesh, the son of the Virgin Mary. Uh, The church also remembers the apostles, the church's mainstay and pillars, as well as almost all of the early disciples yeah, yeah, sprang yeah, from the yeah, Jewish that's right, people, that's right, right? That's right. And so uh, the, the patrimony common to Christians and Jews is so great, the Synod, uh, this was the Vatican Council, wants to foster and recommend mutual understanding and respect, which is the fruit above all of biblical and theological studies. And of course, it says that any discrimination or harassment of them or anybody is contrary to the gospel. You know, it's not just about anti-Semitism, but it's also just about you know, treating anybody uh, yeah, in a discriminatory, yeah, really evil right. way. I, did you get a chance when you were in Jerusalem to see the Holocaust Museum? I have. The history, Yad, Yad Vashem. Yeah, the history of anti-Semitism oh. was absolutely shocking to me because I, I don't know. I guess I just grew up in an environment yeah. Holocaust, no, right? Nobody, You've heard of Holocaust, nobody, right? But you know, but that, right? but even seeing like quotes from Christians throughout the years of talking so negatively against the Jews. No, and, and that's where, you know, this, again, historical context is, um, 
we don't have their history. Yeah. You know, and and they, it sounds so self but to say that they're sensitive to this, right? I mean, that sounds so, <laughs> right. it sounds so shallow or empty, but it's, right. it's the reality is, right. that, is that this has been their history for so long that when this happens, it's, it's like not again, yeah. you know, not again, not again. And, right. and it's easy for us as, as a Westerner to say, well, this is, you know, this is what you should do. And it's like, it's, it's just really hard. It's really complicated. So we have to pray. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep them. Now, the connection was about the basketball game. In in a weird ways, they play Israel tonight. Yeah, they're playing a team from Israel, and this again was something scheduled months ago. It'll um, be interesting if they do some like a moment of silence or something I, like that. I'd that be surprised do. if they didn't. I mean, they also had. Um, I got an email early on about some fundraiser. To, oh, did they? To okay, help, okay, okay. You know, to help people you know in need in yeah. in Israel, and so I. I imagine actually they'll use this hopefully as an opportunity of a real positive moment yeah, of coming together. As a, I mean, it's NBA, so there won't be like let's pray together, but well, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least a moment of silence. I, mean, I would if, imagine if would happen. Ever, right, if ever you have an opportunity to kind of go crazy and, <laughs> and have faith, uh, yeah. So this would be a good one. Okay, have a good time tonight at the game and go Cavs. Yeah, always. Really? Well, um, it's a preseason game, I to guess. To beat our Jewish brothers and sisters. Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I hope you're happy. Well, okay, so the Synod is obviously going on. It's about 10 days into a 25-day, the whole... Is synod. that right? Is there like about, a huge Synod clock yeah, hanging yeah, yeah, over yeah, St. Peter's day, right 10 now? 10 days into it. And the, one of the things... And that no was, accident so far? That's, that's right. Of the that's right. Yeah. The, that's interesting is the Holy Father uh, just recently just shared a... Uh, a reflection about asking the Holy Spirit to be able to lead. And you know, it just caused me to reflect more about what is the role of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the Synod, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So uh, my suspicion is is that we could, everybody could agree, yes, we want the Holy Spirit to lead the Synod. Right. Is that what you want? Of course. That's what I want. Yes. Now the question is, <laughs> what does that look like? Right. You know, because one of the one of the experiences that I've had since I've been back at the university as president is – the, the same theme, it's like, you know, Father Dave, just let the Spirit lead you, you know, or Father Dave, be courageous, mm, right? Be courageous. And what that actually means is <laughs> do what we want you to do. <laughs> right. Like I remember a situation that you and I were involved in when I first came in, they were all like, be courageous. And another person was saying, be courageous. And what they were asking is diametrically right, opposed to one another. Completely different you know, We want you to be per- courageous and do what you want us to do. So it was the thing with the, the Synod is like we want the Holy Spirit to lead and who judges that and who determines that? So if it turns out the way one population wants, it's like the Holy Spirit totally led that. Right. And if it doesn't turn out the way one population wants, it's like the Holy Spirit bailed out. Yeah. You know, and that is, again, I think at the heart of it, and this is hard for us is is to surrender. Yeah. You know, it's it's to to trust in ways I mean, honestly, Bob, we don't we can look back in the history of the church and there are I mean, let's just be honest, there were popes, there were councils that that didn't exactly go the way they should have. You mean the one time that they, there's like three popes, perhaps? Well, that might be one of them. But yeah. I mean historically, right, is is that there are occasions where but in in a way that's somewhat mysterious, the Lord works it out. I mean, I stand on the promise that the gates of hell will never prevail against, right? So, yeah. so the church is who she is, and she is either being led by the Spirit or she isn't. And and now I suppose that, that some, in my mind, extremists would say no, that the Holy Spirit is not leading the church, and and I just choose not to believe that. Yeah, 
I think um, you mentioned the, the thing about the church, and I've got Vatican II on the brain. Um, I love this quote from Lumen Gentium. This is one of the first constitutions in the church, about the church herself. And she said this, that, um, you know, Christ established and continually sta- sustains here on earth his holy church, a community of faith, hope, and love, as an entity with a visible delineation through which he communicated uh, truth and grace to all. But the society aren't you know, the society of the hierarchy and the mystical body aren't supposed to be seen as two different realities. They're the, they're the same. And it's a reality that has a human and a divine element. Now, she goes on to say that because it encompasses sinners, that she is at once holy and also in need of purification. Yeah. Like there's that tension that's happening. And, and I think when you talk about a synod, it's, it's trusting in in the spirit to continue to lead us through that tension because you're right. Everybody is going to come with a bias or a particular thought or an idea, but can we um, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit and can we trust in the authorities that the spirit has put, you know, like Mm -hmm. St. Paul said that we should, we should be, you know, listening to civil authorities as if they were God because Mm -hmm. only God gives authority and these are people that we voted against and still end up right, in office, right? right? right. And Obey them. Yeah. So, you know, you'd like to think, gosh, in the life of the church, that that would be something more present, but it's difficult. And, and we live in a society and a time and social media and other voices where we hear everything fourth, fifth, and sixth sure, sure. thing removed. We just get the scandal sure. and we just get the headlines. With the clickbait, right? And, right. and it can make it really difficult to be right. able to do that. Yeah, and my, my suggestion is to, to individuals, I mean— I, th- I think it's there's an advantage for you to be um, aware. Yeah. So so read some of the articles. You know, take a look at the at the uh, Catholic National Service CNS. Okay. Catholic National Service CNS CNA News Catholic News Association. Okay. I should know, but they're doing a little thing at the end of each day, just kind of some oh, bullet right? points. Great. So so take a look at that. Synod.va is also a place. Okay. They have, they've got a whole. You know, the Vatican has a whole. I mean, part of the goal of this is transparency. Probably, yeah. So. Check that out. You can see some of the highlights of the talks. And, I mean, so far, you know, there's just been a lot of really good conversations yeah, you know, you know, that are happening. It's interesting. Were you and I talking about the, the African bishops? I don't think you – it no. was. Um, somebody was expressing some concern about, you know, what's going to happen. And and we – obviously, we have an, a very American viewpoint. Right. And, and somebody was saying, like, the African bishops and the African population – are, are just not where we are. You know, some of this progressive <laughs> stuff, it's like, it's like you guys think that you're so relevant and, and there are other people, you know, the church is a big church and they're like, they look at America and they go, you guys have lost it. I mean, yeah. some of these conversations that quote unquote reasonable people are, are debating on. So somebody's, you know, again, they said, relax, relax, yeah. you know, and that's, that's the word I would have. Everyone be at peace, be at peace, read, learn, see different, read different points of view, but we just trust. Yeah. You know, one, maybe one last thought on that. I was, um, you just talked about letting the spirit move in our own lives. I think that'd probably be a good application. I'm currently going through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola, which is awesome. And um, this week it was an examination of what he referred to as these fixed dispositions in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. these, um, you know, we, we like to say, Lord, here I am, I'll do your will, whatever the will is. Unless. Except that, yeah, dot, yeah, dot, yeah, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah. And, and we end up building these barriers, barriers of the Lord of these, what he would just call a fixed disposition, which is I would never blank or I would never 
blank. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say that there aren't realities in our life that's just like, well, I can't ever do that. Yeah. But but you actually you preached on this a little bit in one way today oh. when you were talking. Weren't you that that the, Jesus comes with the message of the gospel and the Pharisees and the scribes were so fixed right. that they couldn't receive that, that that there wasn't an ability to say, I'm going to actually preach on it tomorrow because <laughs> nice. the, the story is Jesus goes and apparently he doesn't wash his hand. And they're like, what's your problem? Yeah. And you get so fixed on like that very thing, you know, you have to do it like this. You have to wash your hands like this. And because he didn't wash his hands like this, this guy must be right against and. and you, you think of all the curing on yeah, yeah. on the Sabbaths, Sabbath, and people right. would just say. I remember one of them was, you know, the the leader said, "Okay, there's six other days on the week right, that you right. could have done this," and he's trying to say, "This is actually and I, I'm the sure best he did day it to do just that. to get at them, right?" You know, so. <laughs> but I'm sure he thought that, like, if his yeah. fixed disposition was. No, like the Sabbath, you don't work on the Sabbath. You're working. Stop it. You know. Yeah. You, you know. And again, like that. Well, why don't you just do it? Yesterday. Do it yesterday. Do it tomorrow. Like find another day to do it. Why are you trying to do that? And and the Lord in his love actually tries to move us out of these fixed dispositions in our lives. You know, Mm -hmm. these ways that we might judge another person, these ways that we are closed off to something. We make things, honestly, things in the church that are idols, that we we almost make them God, that you have Mm -hmm. to do it like this, or it's always been like this. And there are some things that that's true. I mean, we're not going to come out of the sin and say there are now four persons in the Trinity, obviously. Um, But yeah, what are those things that the Lord is inviting us to be able to let go of? Yeah. Surrender, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So maybe fixed that could... Fixed dispositions. Fixed dispositions. That's awesome. So, you know, I just encourage everybody, and as we close in prayer, like, um, maybe just allow the Lord, the Spirit, to come into your heart and say, well, what are some of those blinders that we put in our own life? We're not right. even aware of them until we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal them. Right. Those fixed dispositions that might be keeping us to see the fuller beauty of what God's doing, and even, even the call in our life, because the Lord is always calling and inviting us, and yeah. sometimes... When we say, I don't hear the Lord, sometimes it's because we're not listening. We're, yeah, we've yeah, shut them yeah, out yeah, to yeah. you know fr- certain frequencies of God's That's cool. grace. That's cool. So, Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your love. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you that you're always calling to us, that you're always creating us, always shaping us, that every day is a new day of your grace and glory, and that you are just so kind to us in our weakness and our sinfulness, that you pity us that you love us and that you continue to invite us into something deeper with the gift of your Holy Spirit. So Lord, we just pray that we would be open to that spirit and we pray the world would be open to that spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of peace. We pray in a special way for what we know of going on in the Holy Land, but Lord, you know of everything going on. You know of those other places in the world that are wounded with war. You know of other people who are held hostage in so many different ways and are crying out for you, Lord. Jesus, may you respond in grace, bring your light. May the church respond in the right way. May you bless our church as we deal with the synod, that it would be an opportunity to bring us together, not continue to divide us apart. Uh, You are the spirit of unity that calls us together. And so, Lord, just for all of us and our families and all those intentions that we hold dear, may the blessing of Almighty God be upon us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bob. Hey, thank you, Father, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. And the Israeli team. You know what? If it's a tie, it's just a preseason game. It's all good. Shoot us an email if you'd like. Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Hey, boo-boo. Let's go rub with the pick in the basket. No, Yogi the Ranger will get us. Oh, who was that? That was boo-boo. Yeah, hey, boo-boo. Let's go rub with the pick in the basket. I would be your boo-boo to your Yogi. All right, Yogi. If it wasn't so offensive to Yogi Bear. It was.